Welcome to Education Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part three of my conversation with Howard Locke, who recently retired as provost at Gutman Community College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You were about to hear part three of our conversation with Howard Walk from Gutman Community College. This is the final episode of season two of Digication Scholars Conversations. We hope you've enjoyed it. We will be taking a break this summer and we'll return in the fall with a brand new season. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening. You asked, you asked about, you know, you said you know, want to kind of turn the conversation towards community colleges. And that, that's, that's sort of an, it's, it's where I spent a good chunk of my career, most of my career. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've, I've witnessed and been part of how that evolution has proceeded over the last generation. And, um, and there what we see is a very, very clear uh, direction which has underscored and and poured resources into a type an understanding of the community college which is very very heavily vocational um, which which looks at career preparation mm-hmm. as the absolute essential that a community college must provide mm-hmm. and um, and so I found myself over the last few years you know, as I sort of filter different opportunities, grant opportunities from private sector or from from public sources, um, most of what was coming in our direction was to to increase the number of internships, to uh, increase the number of degrees that are offered that go directly to the workplace, mm-hmm. um, and so that that has been a major major. Uh, direction, a major kind of initiative that, uh, that community colleges have been following um, for the last number of years, really the last, the last decade very powerfully, but before that as well. Um, what's, what's interesting is that, uh, particularly in CUNY, and th- this, that orientation for community colleges is not a new thing at all. And in many parts of the country, that is the fundamental role of community mm-hmm. colleges. Right. And you, they are often very closely tied to local industry, to mm-hmm. local employers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so students come there for that, whatever that skill is that mm-hmm. will lead directly into a job at that local mm-hmm. employer, that's what they're doing at the community colleges. Mm-hmm. CUNY, where I spent my, my, my community college career, is quite different. Uh, because the origins of community colleges in, in CUNY are really as, you know, what used to be called junior colleges. They were the place to go to get your first 60 credits so that you could then go get the last 60 credits and get a bachelor's degree. Right. Um, when I got to Bronx Community in the late 90s, the whole curriculum and the, the way that um, the way that uh, the college was structured was was mostly for that. And in the CUNY system, most students who come to the community colleges, when they're asked, what is your goal? They're not going to say a two-year degree. They're going to say a bachelor's degree. Right. They're so also going to say, go to they're Lehman also going to whatever. Right. Know, they go to Lehman College, College or to Baruch right. College or to City right. College or to Hunter right. College. Um, 
and and that that was always kind of the traditional CUNY model for community colleges. Mm-hmm. There were always uh, there were always career oriented programs. I mean, the Bronx used to have an enormous nursing program. Mm-hmm. Still has a, a an important nursing program, although it's not as big as it once was. Um, and all of them have have those two year terminal degrees, the AAS degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 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 overall direction, including the politics of all of this, has been to push to have community colleges move more and more in that direction. Uh, and we feel it in CUNY because that was never really, that was not the original purpose of, mm-hmm. of the community college, although now to a much greater extent, it's, it's, it's moving in that direction. And that's not a bad thing at all. I mean, I think that's really important. On the other hand, I'm a, I'm a historian by training. Um, I have a, um, a personal feeling about what the value of humanities education is. And, uh, and it's something that I always wanted to try to strengthen. Uh, it was a great frustration to me that I wasn't yeah. able to do it as well as, as I, as I could have, right. uh, as I might have. Because uh, it would have been difficult for you to have steered, you know, that ship given the trends of trying to get yeah. st- students prep prepared for an immediate job to get them into study history or in a liberal right. arts right. more liberal right. arts like environment now isn't yeah. it interesting though that you know at the same time you know i feel like <laughs> this is where you can you know it's all about deciphering all the sources and you know where, where things come from because you all i also hear so much about employers at very many different, you know, studies and surveys and whatnot that talks about, yeah, but I, I, what I really want is a critical thinker and a, and a problem solver and a, basically the kind of things that comes more from a liberal arts, you know, education than the one that just follow um, sort of, um, you know, content specific, you know, procedural instructions. Skills, um, I don't want skills yeah, I don't want to, instruction. Yeah. I don't want to like, you know, like diminish what that is, but, but like, like sort of the liberal arts sort of promise, which is more of the, we want you to figure out how to think for yourself and digest, you know, things and, and put things together. Right. And to ask questions. And yeah, what tends to yeah. happen is, is that that, I mean, everybody, I think, I think most folks at least recognize exactly what you're saying, that all of the employer feedback always says exactly what you just, what you just described. Mm-hmm. What we're, we're not looking for that specific skill. What we're looking for, we can help, we can teach that. We can, right. we, we can, you know, now that, that, which is true up to a point, I certainly don't want to go to a hospital where a nurse is a nurse learning on the job. Right, right, That's sure. not, I don't want that. And I don't think any right. of us do. Right. Uh, but there, but there is this, this feeling among employers that those so-called soft skills, mm-hmm. not, a, not a, not one of my favorite phrases, but yeah. uh, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that the critical thinking skill, the problem solving skill, the team building skill, the teamwork skills, that these are the things that really matter to yeah. employers because that, those are, those are the, the qualities that make for a good employee um, along with the specific skills that are needed for the job. What has tended to happen, and at least in my experience, is that the recognition of that is there 
and it gets channeled into what's called general education. So every college has their general education goals and they carefully write them out and there are endless meetings and discussions and drafts about what they ought to say and wordsmithing about what they ought to say. Um, And then the, the teaching of it is, is, is rooted to the freshman comp class, the intro sociology class, the intro history class, and that's it. Um, and you get your, you know, your 24 credits or whatever it is, and, and you're done. Um, it's not as rich. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it doesn't have the same kind of impact it does if it's, if it's really extended further. And I think in some cases it is extended further. Yeah. But it's, you know, there, there's no question in my mind that it's, that that, that humanities component to an undergraduate education is really a stepchild in the community yeah. colleges. Um, I think it's I think it's really interesting because even you know I know what you were saying that in certain parts of the country, um, the community colleges students are expected to. I mean that's that is the terminal degree in that you you learn the skills and you can go straight into the workforce and there, mm-hmm. there's no no more no more degrees necessary for you to be fully qualified for something. And, but in CUNY, like you said, historically, it's more of a, you know, sort of a junior college in the, in preparation for a, a full four year bachelor degree and further. Um, but, you know, I think it's interesting to try to sort these out, right? Because at the same time, if we are to look at the four year degree programs, and they are to put all of these really important, you know, skills. There's there's employability, you know, you know, sort of uh, zingers into like stuff it into the gen ed courses that are all sort of crammed into sort of first couple years. Isn't that basically kind of the same space where if you were to attend a community college and then attend a four year college, isn't that the time and space where you would do that too? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I think, (laughs) you know, look, I mean, CUNY went through this earthquake um, about 10, 12 years ago called Pathways, Mm -hmm. uh, which was this big overhaul of the curriculum system wide. Um, It it, it resulted in lawsuits. It resulted in union actions. It it was it was a mess. And um, but eventually it got done. Um, And it 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 set up a structure where the general education curriculum actually does extend through the four years Mm -hmm. and the community colleges have one role. The senior colleges as transfer recipients have another role and they have, you know, they have a third role, which is really the one that they think about the most, which is with their own freshmen Mm -hmm. going from year one through year four at, Mm -hmm. at Hunter college or Baruch college. Uh, so, you know, I, so there's a recognition that these things are important to cultivate over four years. Um, I wish it were stronger and and I wish that it, uh, I wish that that side of, um, of an undergraduate education got more attention than it does at at present, uh, with the kind of focus on, on skills development, on workplace skills and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, training that um uh that that is really where 
the 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 sector is right now. Um, I and in, you know again I want to I don't want to overstate this because those things are really important and they have enormous value. If we can provide a high quality internship to a student yep. um, in connection with the degree program that they're pursuing, that's all, that's a, just an amazingly valuable experience sure, and, sure. Um, and really, really important. Mm -hmm. So let me, let me switch gear just a little bit because um, I wanted to take advantage of your experience at three colleges where no, I don't think I know the demographic in Gutman quite as much, but both Bronx and LaGuardia are hugely, hugely diverse campuses. Um, your students, you know, speak over a hundred different languages. Um, I think LaGuardia was something like more like close to like 150 or something like that um, from, you know, as many different, you know, regions and locations and countries in the world. Um, the, of course, you know, a lot of schools in other parts of the country struggle with having a diverse student population, um, both, you know, in, 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 in ethnicity, in, 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 in origin of, you know, where they were born, the language they spoke, culture and all of that, but, but also in, you know, um, uh, economic background, socioeconomic background, but also just, you know, like really almost every facet of life. And you being in, you know, a system being in New York really take advantage of this sort of, you know, like explosion of people from all over the place. So in some sense, I mean, that's one of the most beautiful thing that when I have visited, you know, various CUNY campuses, I've visited many CUNY campuses, and um, I don't remember coming to LaGuardia, and um, I think there was a few times where we had, you know, there, there were some events, and I think, you know, I was just, you know, in the you know, like there was a central atrium area where, where the students are like eating and, mm -hmm. you know, breaking during lunch and stuff. Oh, man, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's really like, uh, it's, it's, it's like, it feels like you're in the epicenter of, of the world, you know, like yep. everything is converging into one place. It's, it's beautiful. Um, can we talk a little bit about that and what you get out of that? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, um, the three different campuses that I worked at had slightly different, each of them had slightly different configurations of, of, of diversity of ethnic or racial diversity. Um, the Bronx is uh, majority Latino Latinx. Um, and, uh, the, you know, as a, as a borough, that's the population there. And that's mm -hmm. also the population at Bronx community college. I don't know, the last time I looked, it might have been 65% or so Latino. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, with uh, maybe 30% of the students being black, uh, both African-American and Caribbean, um, and African, actually, which was a definitely a growing population in the borough and in the college. Mm -hmm. um, often really, really outstanding students students from, from Africa. 
Mm-hmm. Um, LaGuardia was a little different because Queens is a little different. The community colleges draw from a kind of a catchment area, which is generally the borough that it's that it's located in. Gutman is different because it's in the middle of Manhattan, but Queen, but Queens is <laughs> Queens is unbelievably diverse. Um, you know, there are people from really all over the world, and that was reflected in in the in the demographics of the college. Uh, Gutman was a little closer to the Bronx model. In fact, um, slightly more than a third of the students at Gutman are Bronx residents. Um, so that was actually the largest contingent from the different boroughs of the city. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but uh, Gutman was roughly 85% or so uh, Black and Latino, with, again, the Latino population being larger uh, than the Black population. So, you know, there were slightly different mixes in, in each of the colleges, but they were, um, what they all had in common is that they were people of color, largely, overwhelmingly, and, um, and you know, bringing this kind of fierce ambition with them. Sometimes the ambition outstripped the preparation. And that was, you know, something that we, we always kind of had to contend with. But, you know, I have just tremendously fond memories of being in the classroom at, at Bronx is where I was mostly in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And of the students there, uh, who were just wonderful, and um, uh, and to to try to kind of tap that ambition and tap that curiosity, is uh, was one of the joys of of working, and you know it made me want to go to work in the morning, um, and uh, you know o- over time, over the years, and really in the last part of my career, and it was at, largely at the time in, at Gutman, uh, where that got a little more complicated for me. Uh, and what I began to perceive is the, um, the damage of good intentions sometimes, is this how I would put it, hmm. uh, which was... Um, which was something I struggled with at Gutman particularly, although it was present at all of these colleges. I was more conscious of it, I think, towards the end of my career. And um, and I was also in a position as provost mm, where right. I had a sort of a, you know, I had a larger voice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I, I tried to use it for that purpose. And what I, what I mean is that uh, we're, we're talking about uh, faculty and staff, but primarily faculty, who are uh, majority of them are white. Um, they have very progressive politics for the most part, mm-hmm. not entirely, but for the most part. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes those convictions translate into expectations for students that are. Mm that are are not as as um as high as they should be they're not as demanding as they should be and um and that that leads to unintended consequences which are damaging to students um it's a very very difficult problem to solve a difficult problem to sort of get your hands around and then try to do something about because it touches on people's deepest emotions yeah. um no one wants 
to be, no one wants to be called a racist, uh, I think. <laughs> um, and uh, no one wants to, to be told or, or have it suggested that their intentions are having these unintended consequences. Um, that their that their convictions are having these, and the way that they practice their convictions are having unintended consequences. Um, but I think that's something that I mean, it's definitely something I became much more aware of over the last couple of years. It's closely connected to to um, everything that has happened mm -hmm. since 2020. Um, the the reckoning that we've all had to contend with after George Floyd was murdered. And after the, the, the response to that, the reaction to that, that was so powerful and so important for the, for the, for the, the future health of the, of the society we live in. So these are, you know, these were, these were very serious and um, troubling and, and difficult things to, to, to work through. And, um, you know, it was, it was difficult. It was hard. But it's it's the reality, and uh, and it's a reality that uh, that is sometimes difficult for some people to accept. Um, I learned an awful lot from black colleagues, particularly at Gutman, uh, who who helped me understand some of this a little bit better than I than I ever had, and um, and helped guide me in in some of the things that I did and said in response to it. Um, but this is, this is very, uh, the, these touch on, on very deep vulnerabilities in people. And, um, and so they're, they're, they're really challenging to, to, to work through. Mm -hmm. What do you think about, um, what do you think about, uh, schools who, that are, you know, it's it's interesting because you you have an, a, such a diverse student body comparing to you know many schools where there are that's sort of you know there there and then so so you get to see all these problems and you get to observe these things you know as they unfold. Hey, you know this program, this faculty member, maybe even this curriculum has certain assumptions that we make that. Have had unintentional but essentially systemic racism built in, and you wouldn't know until it happened, and then you see the student body react or don't react to something, and you go, "Oh wow, you know, I just learned from this," and and then you start to have that um, reflective moment, either by yourself or with your colleagues, where you can say, "Hey." Would someone be in, impacted by this? Would you have been impacted by this if you were a student? And you get to sort of understand that and try to study that. But, you know, I, I see most schools, I mean, you have that, that in, in a way that's like a, a privilege, a, a place for you to be able to do that. Because in, in, in many colleges that I see, you know, they are, they try as they might, um, the, the the diversity of the the student body itself isn't there to allow them to even have those observations yeah and so things become a lot more theoretical 
you know? And I remember talking to um, another CUNY professor who's, who was on um, uh, a Digication Scholars Conversations in season one. His name is Michael Yabro, and he's from John Jay. Um, I love the people in John Jay. I think they really are like a, a real college of criminal justice, but also justice in general. Uh, but he, I remember him saying to me that, "Hey, look, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't intend to. I didn't think I was going to be a professor. I, I liked the research part of this, and you know, he, he had, you know, he had, um, he had a pretty um, uh, 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 underprivileged." Um, uh, childhood uh, himself, um, but he he said that when he came into the classroom at John Jay, the first things that I think that he was talking about, you know, laws in society or something like that. And he said, when I talked about this these particular laws in our society today, it's not a hypothetical. A student would go, that happened to my cousin last week. Yep. Right, this thing that was unfair, or this thing that was ridiculous. Why is this bill, you know, here? Why is it targeting this? Yeah, it happened to my 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 cousin. You know, he's in jail right now, and and that's amazing. That's amazing to have that. And he said to me that that lights him up, right? And I could imagine that's what lights you up too when you said, "Hey, when I go, I want to go to work with these students because." They are yeah. a source of inspiration to you. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what it's like. You know, I'm I, and that's the reason. You know, I would occasionally get asked. You know, people would ask me, "So, do you miss teaching? Do you miss being in the classroom?" Mm-hmm. And the answer was yes, I did. I mean, there were aspects of teaching that I, I didn't miss grading papers. To <laughs> be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. um, but I absolutely but I absolutely did miss being in the classroom and and having the opportunity to to engage in 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 dialogue with students and give and take with students and uh, and part of the reason for that was that was that that they were coming with this sort of hunger they were coming from with hunger for knowledge um, and their uh, their integration of that knowledge into who they are was was conditioned by the world that they were coming from and the world that they mm-hmm. were coming from is largely p- poor and it's largely um, uh, racially minoritized and um, and that is a that is a particular perspective it's not mine because I'm a white man <laughs> uh, who I didn't grow up with enormous privilege but I never went hungry and um, uh, and uh, and I never, you know, I, I never was tailed in a store and I was never pulled over uh, by the cops for no reason. So these are experiences that I never had, but that these students frequently do have and have had. And uh, and it colors how you talk about things like constitutional law um, or about Brown versus Board of Education or about Plessy versus Ferguson. Um or about uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, so mm-hmm. so there are there are you know that that's part of of the uh, of the advantage of being in an environment like the one that CUNY provides, the one that CUNY is. <laughs> it's not that it provides; yeah. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it all, it's a, that's it's, what it's, it's kind of been. an amazing sort of microcosm of 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 New York and and this mm-hmm. you know sort of a, a place of immigrants and a, a place of you know sort of a, a a center of all these things combined and and it is very beautiful in that in that regard I I I, I do want to sort of you know point out that you know you you shared a lot of your experiences you know at your various institutions some of the things that were tough some of the things that were difficult mm-hmm. to do but i think this is exactly what it looks like when you're in the trenches trying to solve these hard problems and mm-hmm. that the people are there um you know and and i must say that um i can't i can't pretend that every one of your colleagues work the way that you do maybe some do I, I I can't I I won't know that but but just just knowing that people like you had you know been doing this type of work um, make make me feel good and confident about the way that you know you know hopefully you know even if you don't agree with all of the micro directions as going the overall direction is you know hopefully going into into a positive one. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, I'm very, you know, it's, it's funny because in a, in another, if, from another point of view, um, very personal to me, I feel a lot of gratitude to CUNY. Um, CUNY is a big mm-hmm. bureaucracy. It's kind of a crazy place at times. It's embedded in the city. It's embedded in city politics, local politics, state politics, city politics. Um, but it gave me a really good career. Uh, you know, I had an opportunity to do a lot of different things and um, in, in these different in institutional spaces that I found myself in. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel a lot of gratitude. I feel fortunate to have been able to do that. And, um, and to, you know, I think made some kind of a difference in the places that I worked and, uh, you know, at a certain point it was time to stop. And that's what I did last summer. So there you go. So, so, so Howard, before, before I let you go, what's next for you? I know that you've retired, but I, I can't imagine you being fully like just, well, you know, it was it was a little bit more than six months ago that I stopped working. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at first, and it's, you know, the first thing I'll say for those of you out there who are thinking about mm-hmm. this, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's one of those really big life transitions for sure. Um, and that probably seems like it's kind of self-evident, but I didn't appreciate it until I actually went through it. It's a really big transition. Uh, I... Um, I, I know I made the right decision for myself. Uh, and the first three, four months afterwards, it was basically just exhaling. It was kind of relaxing, particularly after the last couple of years, which were really challenging. They've been challenging for everyone. Um, and, uh, and they were challenging for me. Um, but now I'm, I'm thinking about what to do and where I would want to put some of my energy and and whatever I know about what I've been doing for the last 35 years and um, 
And I come back to what I was saying a little bit earlier about humanities education and about uh, community colleges and more specifically really about the discipline that I was trained in and that I worked in for so long as a historian. Um, I would love to be able to contribute to strengthening that side of a community college education somehow. I think that would that would give me tremendous uh, pleasure to, to be able to do that. Um, so that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna look for those opportunities, and do some other things that I've been wanting to do for years and never had to, the opportunity to do because I had to go to work. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, listen, I I think that you. I'm sure you will enjoy it. I'm sure you will do something pretty impactful. That's kind of your. That's how, you know, just just the pattern recognition here again, for the last you know ten whatever fifteen years now that I've or fourteen years that I've known you, you know every every time I, I, mean, I actually see speak to you fairly often, especially in the beginning. Um, until you got super super busy, but yeah. um, every time I speak to you, you're doing something very impactful, and and you're doing something you know you you navigate the system incredibly well, um, which is why they they you know your your career you know continue to you know sort of skyrocket every time I saw you. Um, so I I have no doubt that you'll be able to put that talent into use, but. Um, but maybe this time, you know, you can do so without having to, to, to be so constrained by, you know, whether it's a bureaucracy or, I mean, I'm sure it will exist, right. But, but you, you know, they, they, they don't have that much leverage over you this time, right? No, no, no. (laughs) You know, and I'm not, I mean, I'm not eager to go back into, you know, managing personnel, which is the hardest part of any kind of management job. Uh, or to you know have to have to look at the at the annual budget and figure out where where to cut something. I mean, I don't right. want to do that anymore. <laughs> I really don't. Right. You can do the part <laughs> that just makes you makes you um, yeah that I, makes that, you excited. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. that's what I'm hoping to be able yeah. to do. Yeah. Well, I so. I look forward to. Um, seeing you back in some 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 forms, I hope that uh, you know we continue to engage. I'm sure oh, we will. I'm sure I, I'm we will. Make I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I hope that you uh, come back to Digication Scholars Conversations too. Um, I if I am correct, so I, I don't know this for sure, but if I'm correct, Howard, you this will be like the finale. So for for this season for season two. Oh really? Uh, okay. Yep. Yep, okay. I think. Well, you are you are our. Well, well, I didn't tell you that because I didn't want to. Push no, you it. didn't. And yeah. it's always you know <laughs> when you're watching when you're watching one of these um, yeah. one of these streaming series. Right. You know the series. This the finale is. You, the finale. You, yeah. When you check the episodes. Yeah. Oh, episode nine. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is it. it. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the finale for this season. We're gonna come back next year, um, but. Um, you know, we. I'd love to, you know, experiment with something. You know, maybe we'll we'll get you to come back, and and uh, maybe we'll get uh, you know colleagues like Jordy, etc., to come back, and we can we can talk more about you know these kind of issues. And sure, because um, I think it's worth um, th- these are messages worth hearing. Um, and uh, I thank you 
again for sharing this your beautiful insights and your beautiful journey um it's it is inspiring and uh every time i speak with you i i learn something um that i feel like it takes me usually a while to <laughs> to digest i'm not that fast but, uh, but, well but that's that's nice that, that's very yeah. modest of you to say it's not true but but it's <laughs> modest of you to say i think uh i thank you for for asking me to do this I'm, i know you asked me a long time ago and i put it off and now we finally got around to it and um and it's been fun and uh, as always it's a pleasure to to kick things around with you um that's that's it's it's always been fun to do that and uh you know look forward to doing it the next time okay all right Thank thanks howard until Thank next you, time okay digication scholars conversations is brought to you by digication a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in k-12 and higher education our website can be found at digication.com this episode was produced by Jeff Ian and Drew Albanicius. Thanks for listening.